Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Thank you for joining us today and welcome. This is an hour dedicated to understanding a little more about ourselves, our beliefs, and how we approach enlightenment. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more, not just about the world of shoes and ships and sealing wax, something I like to say, but about how, what, and why we think as we do. An hour for the open-minded, willing to challenge some of those old ideas behind what we think we know, who we are, and who we might just become. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. And now every week I read some of your letters as our way of paying respect to the very important role you play in making this show successful. Last week our show featured Dee Wallace, and we spoke about her books Conscious Creation and Bright Light. Judy wrote, Today I am grateful for the Provocative Enlightenment show on Hay House Radio and Eldon Taylor. Awesome show with Dee Wallace. Elaine wrote, great show today, Eldon and Rav. It was glowing with life, love, and great information. I most love the glass full e- comment that the glass of water is refreshing. Why be black and white about it when you can just drink the water? Now, it really was a piece of insightful um, information. Not to think optimist or pessimist like everybody says, but to think, you know, hey, drink it. Enjoy Feel good, it. yeah. Taste the chocolate. <laughs> Quench the thirst, that's right. Loretta wrote, Dee Wallace was a great guest, such positive energy coming from her and the way she makes things apply to everyone. Thank you for another fantastic show. I now have more books to buy. Thank you again. I'm becoming an avid reader. I so, so relate to that, Loretta. <laughs> Brian added, we really got a flavor for how Dee does call-ins today. What a treat. Thanks for opening the lines, Eldon. She pushes the envelope around quite a bit on my science and past religious beliefs. But a lot of what she says about creating one's life is just the next step from taking responsibility for one's life. Now, last week, I also shared a rather scathing letter sent to me as a result of posting a science study on my Facebook page that pointed out certain brain differences between liberals and conservatives. The letter writer unfriended me and promised to throw out all my books and CDs. To that, Connie wrote, quote, Don't worry about the lady that destroyed your books. I will more than make up for that. I have never bought any of your items before, but after hearing about the lady that destroyed your books, I have just gone to Amazon and purchased several. Thank you for reading the private exchange out loud on your radio show. Close quote. Well, now, thank you, Connie. I do indeed appreciate your support. Uh, how about that, Ravinder? Uh, you know, somebody unfriends you and burns your books, and somebody else says, don't worry about it. I, I mean, is it... those with ears will hear. Okay, <laughs> I'm not touching it. I did receive several letters and notes of support regarding this, and I thank you all uh, very much. Uh, we should be able, in my opinion, to have uh, civil discourse, even when it comes to disagreement. And we should always be open to new findings that potentially lend insight to matters we formerly believed we knew everything about. Moving on, Barbara wrote, love your work. You truly have a special gift. Thank you. Hector wrote, Eldon, you are waking me up to my full realization I, su- I assumed I never had. S.A. wrote, just was listening to the recording you did for I Can Do It Online, Break Through Your Limits, 5511. 
in which you recounted several stories. When you recounted the story of your dog rolling the ball to you and you began to choke up, I couldn't help but cry. I could actually feel how you were feeling. Also, your do a good deed a day is amazing and something I am going to do immediately. Thank you. Well, thank you, S.A., and the good deed a day will change your life more than any other single thing I know of. So do go for it and enjoy. Jennifer wrote, heard you on Coast to Coast, and I had your tapes when I was in high school. They improved my grades. Now I will get some for my daughter. Haven't had them since high school. Well, hey, you know, good that she remembers them for a daughter, right? That's true. Teresa wrote, I enjoyed Eldon on the radio, and I immediately ordered a number of CDs for my son and my family. I'm a psychologist who works with many people after trauma and grief. DS wrote, I have full faith in your product simply because of the results that I and others have experienced. I have tried other subliminals, some very expensive and slickly marketed. Yours are the ones that I have definitely felt and seen rapid results from. I will now only purchase your products in this field. Sincere thanks for helping me and those that I care about. Well, you're more than welcome, DS, and thank you for your feedback. Now, Robert wrote, I have purchased about 30 CDs from you over the years, and they work great. I love it. Paul wrote, you are changing my life one step at a time, and I thank you so much. My complexion is clearer than ever at 37 years old, thanks to Intertalk Clear Skin. I listen to Intertalk Genius Power every day at work, and I also enjoy the Intertalk Hair Loss CD. Incredible products that do work. My friends are amazed at my skin and can't believe that all I have changed is my listening habits. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Don't you love that? I do. Just change your listening habits. That's what you do. You walk around with your smartphone playing all day long, you know. I do. I do. It plays I, constantly. I do the same thing. I mean, you know, the snow comes and you're bouncing, and that's okay. It's beautiful outside, and, you know, it melts, and it's muddy, and it's dirty. That's okay. The dog's going to have fun and play, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to eldon at eldontaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. We can't get all of your letters on the air, but they do impact our programming. And once again, I both appreciate and thank you for your feedback and continued support. Now to today's show, Wisdom Wedgies with D.D. Mercer Moffat. I must tell you, I have listened to quite a number of speakers in my time, but I have never experienced anything like Dee Dee. To say she is electric is like comparing a 9-volt battery to a lightning strike. <laughs> this woman absolutely brings a presence to her message that simply grows goosebumps all over your body. She mixes her message with stories as well as with song and dance, and she really can build out a song. It's like catching several shows at once. Sometimes it's a comedy, sometimes it's a musical, sometimes it's inspirational, and sometimes it's just good old-fashioned, rousing motivation. But plan on all of these and more when you catch Dee Dee performing. Her billing reads this way, quote, A professional keynote speaker, entertainer, who delivers a powerful message combined with parodies, singing and dance to help people wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Move confidently through uncomfortable feelings so you can make a dang decision and ignite creativity, innovation, and authenticity, close quote. 
She is known as the snap-out-of-it woman. After snapping out of her 24-year addiction to alcohol, Dee Dee climbed out of her self-imposed box and reignited her singing and entertaining career. Since 2008, she has performed in front of over 10 million people. She frequently sings the national anthem for organizations like the New York Yankees, Houston Astros, and Oklahoma City Thunder. Dee Dee released her debut CD, I believe, in 2009. You're going to get a taste of that one in just a moment, and, and it's an incredible CD. Recently, she released her newest single, Beautiful Addiction, also equally beautiful. Dee Dee is starting a snap power revolution and helping others to wake up and stand up to what is keeping them locked up, pushed down, and playing small. As a professional speaker, Dee Dee presents her message, Wake Up, Stand Up, and Snap Out of It, to organizations all across the country. She is the author of the best-selling book, Wisdom Wedges, and Life's Little Zingers, the host of Snap Out of It Radio. And she currently is in production on her autobiographical one-woman show, If I Stop, Then Who Am I? That's interesting. I'll have to ask her about that. She is a favorite of mine. And she gifted me with the right to use a recording of hers, singing one of my favorites and the title to what I consider to be my best book, I Believe. So before I bring her in here today, let's listen to Dee Dee Mercer Moffat perform, I Believe. Thank you. 
I love her music. I love her music. So let's get her in here now. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Dee Dee Mercer Moffat. Oh, Elvin, it is so great being here with you today. I tell you what, I have to have a copy of that introduction that you did for me because that's way better than anything I have on my site. I love it. <laughs> well, all right. I'll just see you get it. But now I have a question. Should I say, hello, Carol? <laughs> How did you know that was my, did I tell you that was my name, Carol? No, but I have my, my secrets, girl. You can't keep anything from me. Yes, my, my real name is Carol Danette, and, uh, but my brother could not say Dee Dee, and uh, I mean, he couldn't say Danette, it came out Dee Dee, uh, and also, at the time that I was growing up, Carol Burnett was very, you know, famous, and right. I, I didn't want anybody to call me Carol Burnett, and uh, <laughs> so I loved the name Dee Dee, and it stuck. But yes, and it stuck. All right. And, of course, then you got married, and that changed the back end of it. But that's, that's really interesting. My investigators found out a lot of information about you. Shall we oh, go no. on? No, I'm teasing you. <laughs> I have a new question that I'm asking everyone now, one based on my conversation and interview with Dee Wallace. You know, Dee believes that we all need a song for our lives. And, you know, I guess that makes perfect sense to me in a folksy sort of way. For example, if your song is one of those country pieces all about how the world did you wrong, the train ran over your train, you know, over your train, over your dog, and so on and so forth, you're likely to perceive your world as bringing you those things. So my question, D.D., what is your song of life? Wow, you know what? Um... I think it changes. I think it changes as we go through life. But I, I would say um, right now it's I believe uh, because I'm constantly looking at what I believe, and those beliefs change as I expand my knowing, you know, because I only believe what I know right now, and I'm going to know something different later. But I think that that, that my songs have changed uh, throughout my life. But, yes, I totally agree with Dee. And you know what's funny is I worked with Dee um, at the Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's where I started out many years ago before I started Snap Out of It Radio Network. So uh, I, I agree with her. But I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to go with I Believe right now. Elton. I Believe. Well, you know, that's one of mine. I, I think that and Wonderful World are my two favorites. But I can remember times in my life that – you know, there were songs like Impossible Dream. And when I think back about it, now, why would I want to make that my song? You know, I don't, I don't want things impossible, right? Right. All right. So, you know, your book is full of wedgies and zingers, about 130 so as I count them. And you've, you flesh them out with some very adroit insights. So please explain wedgies and zingers i mean what made you come up with this idea for a book and give us an example of both if you will huh well you know what the what made me come up with the idea was that um i, I would i would just for years i would post these these uh zingers out on facebook and some were irreverent uh some were bold some were funny uh but they always got people's attention and it was really always about something that i was going through at the that time or that day or that morning or whatever. And so people began to email me and say, would you put these in a book form so that I could keep them? And, uh, you know, I, I kind of shrugged that off for a while. 
And then many years later, I said, okay, sure, let me do that. So I, I put them in the book form. And I thought it's not enough to just put the, the zinger uh, up there. I need to put something that will get stuck. And so w- wedgies get stuck in, you know, <laughs> the wrong places. And so <laughs> I thought wisdom wedgies can get stuck in the right places, in the heart and in the soul. And that's really where I came up with the name, wisdom wedgies and life's little zingers. I love it. And now give us a couple of examples. Okay. So, you know, I have my book here and I just opened it up and these are like, you can just open this up to any, any today. So I, I put in here, inspire yourself and you will inspire others because I really do believe this. I think a lot of times that we try to go out and inspire the world when we aren't inspired at all. How do we give from a deficit? It doesn't work. So here's what I say. Many want to inspire, inspire the world without themselves being inspired. How are you going to inspire other people if you yourself are not inspired by your own life? The most inspiring people in the world are those that live a life of passion and determination in seeing their dreams come true. We are inspired by their efforts, their climb, and their success. Get out there and inspire yourself with your own life, and then you can inspire the world, too. Okay, now I love it, but, you know, one of your zingers really gets my attention today. And by the way, you can, uh, this is a bit irreverent, but, you know, we already discussed that that's part of what you do with your zingers, right? Okay. You, You, of course, can give from a deficit. All you have to do is borrow. Uh, I'm speaking of politics there. I'm sorry. One of your singers gets my attention, as I say. Last week, I read a scathing letter sent to me because I dared to report a new study that revealed differences in the brains of liberals and conservatives. And then when a former friend on Facebook, and I say former friend because she unfriended me, posted a gaffe about a conservative, Karl Rove, I responded by posting a gaffe by President Obama and suggested that both sides may say some stupid things from time to time. Well, as I said, that led to being both unfriended and scathed in a private communication one I shared on the air last week. So your zinger. Standing in your power will sometimes cause others to attack you. Stand anyway. Has some relevance to me. Do you really believe that standing up for what you believe can lead to attacks? And if so, what makes you behave this way? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I have been attacked many times, and I feel your pain. I have been defriended. Um, you know, when the, when, the, when the whole Chick-fil-A thing exploded. Defriended. Wait a minute. Defriended. I like that better than unfriended. That's like being defrocked, isn't it? Yeah, defriended. yeah. I was, I was I, that's a new one for me. I've got to get that one down. All right, go on. I'm sorry. It just took a minute for that. To, yeah, defriended. I like that. You know, um, I, I have a lot of gay friends, and um, obviously I'm in the, in the music industry. I have a half-brother that's gay, many friends that are gay. Um, and as I stood up for gay people, because, listen, I don't think that they're different. I don't think that the color of your skin is different. I don't think your sexual orientation makes you different. I don't think your, your culture or religion makes you different. We are all human beings. Totally and agree. I'm, I'm all about um, empowering people to be the best that they can be, uh, and not tearing them down. But I will say that as I stand in my truth about that or what I might believe about the Bible or not believe about the Bible, um, I am hit with some some very nasty, um, scathing, 
you know, uh, remarks. Um, people, again, defriend me. They don't follow me. They don't want to hear what I have to say. And that's fine. I'm not for everybody. But I can tell you this, Eldon, that I spent 24, 24 years um, not living my truth, being very busy in my uh, alcoholism. And so today, I, I think that I, I, it empowers me. It gives me confidence to say, this is what I believe. This is what I, what I currently stand for and stand naked in front of people and say, love me or don't, but I love me because I spent a lot of time not loving me. And I cannot depend on everyone else to love me, to make me feel better. I have to get that from me. And so it's very important for me to stand in my truth. Now, that being said, my truth may change, as I said, about my beliefs. But I think it's important for us to say, this is what I believe. And, and that's okay if you don't believe what I believe, or your truth is not my truth. Just this Sunday, I was in a room. Uh, I, I was involved in the Anonymous Initiative, which is an anti-bullying campaign. Mm-hmm. And I was in a room with Hindus, Muslims, Christians, non-Christians, believers, non-believers. And you know what? No one in that room was trying to prove that they had the truth because all of our truths were our own truths. And we, I found it interesting to say, what is your truth? What's your culture? What, what do you guys believe? What is your tradition? And it was fascinating, and I loved it, and I didn't feel threatened. Isn't it wonderful how you can share and appreciate the position of another person when you genuinely share as opposed when you take an argument that you have to defend because of whatever reason you're emotionally invested or or whatever the case is and turn everything into a contest yeah yeah competition has gotten way out of line um, yeah. and you know I, I've talked about this on my show recently but it's it's causing people to cheat to um, to give up their morals, to to transgress, you know, uh, honor. I mean, it's just crazy what this co- competition has done in the world. I mean, we will absolutely lie, cheat, still to be the best. And what is that? The best at what? Being the biggest loser? I that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know. And then you have you know stories like Lance Armstrong, and they just they they turn your stomach. They just they really upset you because this is a hero. And you know, yeah, I agree. Listen, we've got a hard break coming up, so when we come back, I'm going to talk to you more about your wedgies and zingers. All right. Great. This book, the book we're talking about, is called Wisdom Wedgies and Life's Little Zingers on how to help you wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. And we're talking with the author, the exciting Dee Dee Mercer Moffat. If you're not already in our chat room, this is an excellent time to join in the conversation. We do have a short video for you today of our guests, so be sure and go to that chat room. Just go to eldentaylor.com forward slash chat. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up after these words from some of our friends. Do you feel like you've become lost in a funhouse? Only seeing the reflection of yourself, past, future, and present, but unable to find the real you? I invite you to step through the doorway and onto the path leading to understanding of your mind, your choices, and the influences that surround you. Read Elton Taylor's New York Times best-selling book, Choices and Illusions, now expanded, updated, and revised, 
It will provide you with real-life examples of how you can break free from your current perceptions and begin your journey to how high is up. Get your copy today from all bookstores or online from Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Close your eyes. Imagine your goals and dreams. What's preventing you from accomplishing them? Most often, we are our own worst enemies. I can't. I'm not good enough. It's time to reprogram that inner dialogue. Replace all those negative self-images with, I'm good. I am powerful. I can do anything. Eldon Taylor's Inner Talk patented subliminal technology does just that. Researched at numerous universities such as Stanford and by governments such as Mexico and Germany, InnerTalk has repeatedly been proven effective at changing your self-talk. Stop imagining your goals and make them a reality today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. InnerTalk.com. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing wisdom wedgies and life's little zingers on how to help you wake up, stand up, and snap out of it with author D.D. Mercer Moffat. But before we get back to the show, I want to invite you to join me on Facebook. I do post regularly everything from where I am and what's on next to the latest in science, technology, and consciousness studies. And from time to time, some of the more controversial mind programming efforts as they happen lifetime. I also want to remind you to be sure and sign up for my free e-newsletter when you visit my website and get your free InterTalk MP3s. All right, let's get back to the show. Before the break, Dee, Dee I suggested that we would go right back to talking to your book, about, about your book, I should say. So now I have another zinger I particularly like uh, in reading your work. Uh, actually, there are several, but the one I'm speaking of goes something like this. Look where the herd mentality is not, and you may find something extraordinary. Now, I talk about this all the time. Unpack your idea and share with us what you mean by this. Well, I call that the sheeple of America. You know, the sheeple, they blindly follow that furry little butt in front of them. And believe me, <laughs> Eldon, that is a very bad position to be in, you know? <laughs> You want to get out of where the herd is, and it's so funny that we just tend to accept what someone else thinks and believes without really questioning, do I believe it? And I think that's because there is such a need to be included in a group, and we don't want to stand outside of the herd. We don't want to be ostracized. But there is great freedom in that, and it's not nearly scary as scary as you think it is uh, to question and to Say, mm, I'm going to go my own direction. Let me give you. Let me give you an example, if I might. Please. The AA is a wonderful group. It's a great twelve-step group. I am an alcoholic. However, I am not a life lifer in in AA, which means this: that I that I that I spent my time in AA. I took resources. That I, that I needed to take from there, and then I moved on. But there is a deep 
mantra, there is a major belief within that organization that says, if you do not stay in here, right. you will slip, fail. You will slip. You will go back. I challenged that. And at the time that I made that decision, I was working with Alan Cohen. You probably know author Alan mm-hmm. Cohen. Uh-huh. And I said to Alan, I said, Alan, you know, I just... I feel that there's something missing here. I'm on a spiritual path. I don't want to keep going down this same, you know, having to remind myself that I'm an alcoholic constantly to scare myself into staying straight. Um, and he said, Dee, leave. Step outside. Make that decision. Go for it. And so I did. And I have to say that I've been ostracized um, from that group. But, um, again, I, there's no ill feelings there. It is just that I chose a different path. I didn't choose to to believe that I would not make it if I didn't have this group to go to you know they're in in defense of them and I I told I'm I'm familiar with what you're you're speaking about indeed I gave the same advice once upon a time to a young woman um, in a similar circumstance to you Um, but I you know in defense of them I think their concern is of course the number of people that without the support just simply aren't strong enough and so one of the costs to, you know, standing alone, to not participating in what I think of as hive consciousness. And in fact, I just wrote a piece on uh, on trance. You know, there are lots of people that are walking around in trance. They're just not aware that they're tranced out. Uh, and, and this one of the costs of not participating in this hive consciousness is the fact that you are likely to be attacked by the rest of the hive. Uh, is it worth it? Absolutely. All right, you have a wonderful acronym for SNAP. I love it. I love how you perform it, too. You know, some people, I might say I love how you explain it, but you don't explain, you perform. So share that and, and download the construct uh, some for us while you're at it, please. So um, I use the acronym acronym SNAP, and a lot of my work is based on that we have to get out of our heads and really get in our hearts, that we have to feel our lives. And many people don't want to feel, certainly I didn't want to feel for 24 years, I understand this, we don't want to feel uncomfortable. We don't want to feel those tough feelings, and so we will do anything but feel those feelings. And so I talk about what can we do to begin to become alive again, to become aware? And there's a four-step process that I've used in my life and that I think um, anybody can use this for all distractions. And when I mean distractions, I'm really talking about addictions because I do think that distractions become addictions. Um, but this, the acronym is SNAP. So the S stands for stop. We have to stop the stories in the head, Elvin. First of all, because, yeah. you know, we, we just carry those stories out to, you know, infinium. It's just crazy. You know, a man doesn't show up at home. He's late. And before long, we are calling the divorce lawyer because certainly he's out having an affair. When, in fact, he's just a man and he forgot the time. Or, you know, make it even more simple than that. I mean, it just we carry these stories out. So we need to stop the stories and just deal with what is Right now, what is the fact right now that I'm facing? What is it? Stop the stories in the head. The next one is in, and that stands for notice. 
notice what you are feeling. If I'm feeling this vibration that I've put the definition of anxiety on or fear on, just feel it. It is a vibration within the body, and it is meant to be felt. It is energy in motion. It will move. It will go somewhere. People are like, oh, my gosh, if I feel my feelings, I'm going to get stuck. No, you're not. If feelings, you don't get stuck in your feelings. You get stuck in your head. Feel your feelings. It will take you to the belief. That leads me to A. That is ask. Ask, is this belief true? Where did I get this belief? How did I pick it up? Do I want to hold on to it anymore? And then P is practice, S-N-N-A, and pursue your dream. Pursue that passion. And you will have to go through all of these steps all of the time for the rest of your life, more than likely. But if you keep pursuing and you keep stopping and noticing and asking, you will keep the flow of life going. That has been my experience. Okay, now, while we're on experience then, and now we understand SNAP, you were an alcoholic for 24 years. Mm -hmm. You've already stated that. You were numbing something out. So the bottom line is, what were you escaping from? What were you hiding from? And what was your moment of epiphany? How did you snap out of it yourself? Well, I really had a feeling of not being smart enough to manage my own life. Um, I was felt overwhelmed, and I had a belief that I could not figure out how to get to where I wanted to go. Because what I wanted to do, Eldon, what I believe I was born to do was to perform. I wanted to be on Broadway. I had a vocal performance um, scholarship. You know, I was in all types of plays and musicals and show choirs and this and that. And I got to college, and by golly, everybody that was a somebody was right there with me. And I just got terribly scared. Every one of my insecurities, my fears, my limiting beliefs were exposed. And all I wanted to do was get away from that feeling. And so I decided that, how was I going to do that? Well, I tell you what, let me just go out into the corporate world and make money. And I did that, and I was very successful in the corporate world, but I was very unhappy, and so I began to drink. And uh, I was a blackout drinker, uh, Eldon. I mean, every time I drank, I blacked out, and I drank every day. But what snapped me out of that, uh, and certainly there were times that I could have snapped out of it, but I was engaged uh, to, um, to my husband. And I had a very, very bad drunk. We were both in the corporate world. And I um, was in Austin, Texas. And uh, it was on a Friday the 13th. And I had 13 glasses of wine that night. And it was very ugly and it was very bad. And he was done. And he was done talking and cajoling and trying to control me. And um, basically the energy had shifted and he had just let go. And I felt that. And I knew that. And at that moment, it was that snap out of it moment that I knew that part of my life was over if I was going to be able to marry this man, if I was going to have what I loved. And so that snapped me out of it. That being said, snapping out of it does not mean I was instantly happy and skipping down the road. No, no, no. I was, it was, it was, it was, it was horrendous. It was two months before my wedding. 
And there were all types of emotions going on uh, with me. Certainly my coping mechanisms were not there. How did I cope? I drank. I wasn't drinking anymore. I would stand in my closet and scream at the top of my lungs. It was gut-wrenching, and it was very tough. So I do want to make that distinction that snapping out of it does not mean that everything feels better instantly. You know, addiction has some interesting characteristics that uh, influence everybody. One of them is, of course, the pride that comes when you freed yourself of that addiction. The other has to do with the punishment side of, uh, of what you do to yourself until you can forgive yourself for all of the things you may have done during that addiction period. How did you go about healing yourself? Well, journaling, breathing, music was certainly a huge part of that healing process because that's what I did as a child. That that was one of my escapes, but it was also, that's the creative part of me. And my husband, I... I recorded a song for our wedding, and I really had not sang in, in, in many, many, many years. And he said, you know, Dee, I think that you should start singing again. And I didn't believe I could do that, Eldon. I thought, oh, my gosh, listen, I'm in my mid-40s. Who starts this over, you know, in their mid-40s when you've got these, you know, people who have been singing uh, since their 20s and, you know, they're kind of coming down off their careers. But music was a vitally important part of that that allowed me to put that emotion out there and, and, and allow those feelings to come up and to give me an outlet for that. So, you know, certainly it, my friends, people that would listen to me and not try to fix me, but listen and just be there and believe in me when I didn't believe myself. So there were many different elements to that healing process, but certainly music was key, and it it brought me back to life. It really brought me back to life. Pretty powerful stuff, music. Now, Didi, you uh, you had this entire spiraling down experience because of self limiting beliefs. Uh, what what happened to those? How did you uh, deal with those? You're no longer an alcoholic, but you still have the same beliefs. You're not smart enough or whatever they they were. I mean, that's what you said. Uh, how did you deal with the, the limiting beliefs? Well, I got to tell you, Eldon, I've been listening to your voice for a very <laughs> long time. I have so many of your fabulous tapes. I have Freedom from Alcohol. I have Golf. That was a powerful one. I have uh, infinite creativity. I have performance anxiety. Uh, One of my favorite ones that I listen to uh, of yours is the the, um, self-limiting beliefs. What is the name of that one? It's letting go of self-limiting beliefs, I think, where you you talk. It's like 22 minutes. I have it on my iPod. You mean self-sabotage? Yes, yes, yes. Necoteca, huh? And I have been listening to your tapes for many, many years. Now, certainly during the addiction, you know, you don't, it's kind of a tough thing. You're, you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to this, but I'm going to still engage in my addiction. But I have to say, in the last five years, Elvin, I have really, really 
listen to your tapes on a daily basis. My husband and I love to go to this feng shui. It's called a foot massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like reflexology, and it's an hour long. Every single time that I go, I listen to you. When I go on a walk with my dogs in the morning, I listen to you. It's just amazing how long I have been listening to your voice. So hearing you and being on the radio with you today is being is like being sitting here with a long-lost friend. I mean, it's like I've known you for such a long time, but your work has been extremely important in my life. Thank you very much for that. Uh, what, you, it, what you've really said is that... Uh, you became rational about what it was that you did believe instead of accepting all of the information that people may have voiced it upon you. Now, that takes a lot of courage then to suddenly, like you say, you're 40 years of age, put yourself up on the stage and begin to perform again. I mean, what what was that like, Dee Dee? It was terrifying. Oh, my gosh. The first time um, I stood back up in public and sang, Eldon, it was for five people. It was for a little bitty church. Five people, and I was so terrified. I mean, I, it, it, I was terrified, but I had this vision, and I had this desire that I wanted to fulfill, and so that helped me keep standing back up. And today, it just it feels like home. It feels like home being on stage, and I love it. I love to make people laugh. I love to connect them with their hearts because, believe me, they're going to feel something when I'm up on stage. They're either going to feel, uh, you know, humor, um, or they're going to feel some sort of heart connection uh, because I feel it when I'm up there. Many times I cry on stage, and I, I just let my feelings, you know, show but um, I, that's what I really want to do is I want to feel. I spent so much of my life numbing out that it feels great to be alive. And, and uh, so it is still uh, scary at times to stand up on stage. Certainly it is always scary when we put ourselves out there in that vulnerable position. But you asked me earlier, is it worth it? And yes, it is because of this aliveness that I feel, I feel myself, and that feels great. You know, in the setup piece, Dee I said uh, you were electric. I mean, and, and electric-like, you know, beyond the scope of what we think about. And, and you genuinely are. And I, it, it is the emotion that you share that people tap into, and, and it exposes our own emotion. Uh, you know, I, when when someone, the most contagious, I'm going to digress here, the most contagious form of communication I know of in the world is laughter. doesn't matter where you are in the world. You know, you can be in China and not speak any Chinese, but if there are is a room of people laughing, you're going to smile, and, and you're going to begin to feel that. I mean, laughter is just contagious. It's a, it's a universal language. Uh, wherever you go, it's the same thing. Emotion is a doorway into ourselves that gets through the clothing that we put on every day when we pretend to be something uh, that maybe is um, not who we really are. I think for many people isn't who we really are. And and for what it's worth, 
I mean, I've actually been scheming, watching how you handle uh, yourself in presentation, scheming how I'm going to get you on stage with me doing some of the things that you do as the punctuation point for my cerebral self who is explaining them because you open people up naturally. And when they your emotion pours out, their emotion matches it. Like the laughter, you cry and we begin to feel sad. We really relate. We, we you know, we th- there's a transference that's involved there. Well, I love how you do it. I think you have a magic gateway in doing it just as you are doing it. Okay? Well, I, I, I so appreciate that. And listen, anytime you want me on stage with you, you call me, I will be there. I would be honored to do that. I absolutely would. Well, you can you can look forward to a phone call because I I mean I just love what you're doing. It's that simple. All right, you are you currently have a program. Uh, well, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, so I should probably just ask you: Do you currently have a program to work with those who are wanting to snap out of it? I do, I do. I don't have that up on my site right now. Uh, the formal program. People can email me at dd at ddmercermoffat dot com. But, you know, Eldon, much like you, I approach it from a whole body uh, perspective, and that means from the emotions, from the spiritual side, and from the physical side. One of the programs that I have out right now is called Foods That Kill and Foods That Heal, uh, Pretty Poisons and Tasty Toxins, because one of the things that I have done um, in order to help me be at the level of performing that I'm at and and be at my peak is to clean my body out. And so Dr. Avery Carpenter and I uh, here in Dallas, Texas, whom one of your friends, Caroline Sutherland, uh, that you know, uh, referred me to Dr. Avery many years ago. And we put together this program. Uh, We have a free webinar that you can find at foodsthatkill and foodsthatheal.com. And then if you like that webinar and you want to go with us on the six-week journey, we have a six-week audio and a workbook uh, or or weekly uh, worksheets. And basically the idea is, Eldon, to help people understand what food is doing to their body so that they can begin to take charge of that. Because I know that many foods cause us to be depressed and put us in that addictive cycle and, and really leach that life out of us cancer and obesity are on the rise it's not floating around in the air eldon it's you know it's in our food so that's uh, right incredibly important okay now listen we're going to be coming out of time here real quickly but i I, i've got to ask you this what on earth is this upcoming event uh, you know what, what you're creating if i stop um how does that tell me who I am? Is that yeah? yeah who I am stop, I? If I stop, then who am I? Yeah. It, well, what is that about? It it it's a it's an hour long. It's only an hour long, but it's a one woman show. It's my as you said, my autobiographical um, question, I guess, of my life. It, it's based on my life, but it's based on everyone's life, and it and it asks this question: If I stop, then who am I? If I stop worrying. If I stop being afraid, if I stop taking drugs, if I stop uh, controlling everything, then who am I? And so it really is a show just about bringing awareness to the ways in which we distract ourselves from ourselves 
And it, it, it's coming out in, in 2013. It's, it's about eight songs. And I think it's just going to be very fun and very, um, very powerful. I love it. I love it. It sounds to me like the caterpillar crawled into the, the cocoon, went through the chrysalis, because I could just as well say to you then, all right, Dee Dee, who are you if you're not this electric performer out there motivating people, helping them snap out of it and, and break through their self-imposed limitations? You know, who are you then? But in 2020 hindsight, who you are now is the opposite of who you were then. Yeah. All right. Listen, we just have a couple seconds here, about 30 seconds. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Tell them what your website is, where they can find your music, because we have we just haven't discussed your music, but I love your music. Tell them how how they can go get your music, where they can get your book and how they can reach out to you, Dee Dee. They can find me at ddmercermoffett.com. That's D-E-D-E-M-U-R-C-E-R-M-O-F-F-E-T-T. Same name on Facebook. On Twitter, it's the Snap Out of It Show. You can find my music and my book both on my site or on Amazon. And your radio show, Snap Out of It, is on Blog Talk Radio. Is that right? Yes, it is. Or you can find it also by the URL, snapoutofitradionetwork.com. And that's on at Tuesdays at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time. Yeah, well, so they can listen to you and then come right on over here. Dee Dee, I've loved having you here. We've come to the end of another hour of Provocative Enlightenment. I want to thank our guest and all of you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our show and will join us again next week, same time and same place. And if you have comments on our show, good, bad, or indifferent, do please let us know. Okay, until next time, wherever you are in the world, then remember... Believing in yourself always matters.